The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We have a great show for you today. Happy Friday, if you're listening to this in real time. Happy first Friday of November, actually. November brings Thanksgiving here, and so I'm excited about that. You guys, we have a great show for you today. Jesse Eubanks is my guest today. And speaking of emotions, we talk a lot about the Enneagram. If you're unfamiliar with the Enneagram, gosh, we have several shows you could go listen to. We'll put those in the show notes for you if you just want to hear some more. We've had Suzanne Stabile on. We've had Beth McCord on talking about the Enneagram. And really, the Enneagram, what it is, it's a diagnostic tool. It's been developed over thousands of years ago through a variety of people, and it has become a highly useful guardian against self-deception. The Enneagram really works like a mirror, showing both our truthfulness and our falsehoods back to us. Its recent surge in popularity is due in large part to how easy it is to use while providing such robust insights. In fact, I took that language directly from a book called Mapping Your Enneagram Story by Jesse Eubanks, who is my guest on the show today. And we talk a lot about how Jesus meets us in our personality. And the Enneagram really is a tool about our personality. It helps us understand where we are in relationships with other people and with ourselves. It shows us the way we experience others, as well as some of the relational beliefs that fuel our own actions or our inactions. Listen, I have talked a lot about here, and I believe the Enneagram is a very helpful tool. It is by no means the gospel because we have the gospel already, but it is a helpful tool. And today, Jesse and I talk about it. Like I said, he has a book called Mapping Your Enneagram Story, Tracing the Story of Your Life to Find God's Footprints. I have this workbook that I'm talking about, and it is such a great tool for someone. My favorite part of the conversation today was how we talked about how Jesus himself meets us within our personality, how he meets us in our fears, how he meets us in our insecurities. And Jesse said that Jesus's empathy plus his authority equals the way that we can trust him. And I love that you're going to hear him say that in the middle of this conversation, a little bit towards the end. And I hope it like kind of wrestles in your soul the way it did for me that Jesus can empathize with us because he was fully human. He also has full authority because he's God and that gives us the ability to trust him. You guys, this conversation is great. It's exciting. Also, since you love podcasts, you're here, you're listening to the happy hour. Check out the Love Thy Neighborhood podcast that Jesse is one of the hosts on. I have really been a fan of this show for a long time. They're having great conversations about where the gospel meets our culture. And you guys, the deal that Lifeway is putting on, I've told you about it for a couple of weeks. It's still happening. You can order my newest children's book, God Made You to Be You, plus my book that I released last year for adults. It came out last October called You Be You at Lifeway.com. You can order both of those and they're $15. So together, $15, which gives you a discount on both of them. That is still happening right now. You can stock up on Christmas gifts or a book for yourself or a book for your niece or nephew, whatever you want to do with it. All right, you guys, here is my conversation with Jesse Eubanks. Jesse, welcome to the happy hour. 
Hey, glad to be here. This is kind of feels like a little moment where I'm like, have we been here before, but we actually never have, you know what I'm talking about? Like you think, yeah, have we done this? Yeah. We did it the other way around though. (laughs) So I've been on your show. Yeah, that's right. And we also have played some of your shows on my show, which has been super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Welcome finally to the happy hour. Well, I'm glad to be here. I feel like I've done this before as well, because we listen to your show all the time in the house. Like Uh, my wife and you are wired very similarly as people. And so she's always like, she's like, Jamie and I would just be best friends if we lived (laughs) in the same city. We would have to be really intentional about being truth tellers to each other is what we have to do. Yeah, yeah. I remember learning that when I came on with you guys to talk about the Enneagram and I'm Uh an Enneagram six and you said that your wife was as well. And um, it's funny. I mean, just the other day, again, my husband said to me, it must be exhausting with everything that's in your head. And I mm-hmm. I think it at that day, I might've started crying. I was like, it is so exhausting with yeah. everything that is in my head. So yeah, you all carry a lot of burden, you know? We it's carry a lot of, too much. Yeah, it's a lot of things to keep track of. It's a lot of things. Okay, well, we're gonna talk about the Enneagram today and, and I'm gonna try my best not to only talk about myself as an Enneagram six. Although I've heard that there are more Enneagram sixes than anything else. Is this true fact, Jesse? Well, after the pandemic, I think we all might be Enneagram Sixes. <laughs> right, right. So we can talk about Enneagram Six because there might be a lot of you out there. But in all seriousness, we talked about your podcast. Tell us what you do. Yeah, so I'm the founder and executive director of an organization called Love Thy Neighborhood. And we essentially do two things. We have a podcast, a couple of podcasts, and then we have a program. The podcast, the Love Thy Neighborhood podcast, is basically like if you baptized NPR you would get the Love That Neighborhood podcast. That's a good way to say it. It is. Yeah, that's like our jam. Like we tell stories, we explore how Christians are engaging the culture without getting into culture war stuff. And then we also have the Enneacast, which explores the Enneagram from a gospel perspective. There's all of that stuff. But then the real day-to-day stuff that we do is we recruit young adults from all over the world to relocate to Louisville. And we're like the Peace Corps with Bibles. So they come and they serve for a summer or a year, live in community with each other. And they serve with all these incredible ministries and nonprofits all over our city. So we're located in Louisville, Kentucky, and we have about 15 different ministries around the city that we just partner with. We were full-time reinforcements to help them Mm. fulfill their visions and missions. That's amazing. And what is the age bracket of people who come to serve with you guys? 18 to 30. So we get folks straight out of high school, all the way up to folks that, you know, did the college thing, went out, started a career and went, hold on, I don't think this is actually what I want out of my life. And so they back up and come and serve with us. And so, you know, we live in a culture where the bridge to adulthood is very ambiguous, like there's no rites of passage. And so we're really focused on how can we help Christians cross that bridge into adulthood in a way that is faithful to Jesus in a way that Mm. empowers them because Jamie, you're in my days coming where our time will be done and will be time Mm -hmm. to pass things on. And we really want to, to raise up the next generation so that they're ready for that. Yeah. I love that. I would be so over the moon thrilled if my kids chose to do something like this out of high school. We have told them all like there's nothing wrong with, I guess some people call this gap year where you take a year. And I think that you're right. It is a very hard transition for kids these days to go into college. And then even if you do college and you graduate and then get out and go into the world, it just feels overwhelming, exhausting Mm -hmm. almost to what we're asking from them. And so I will say this publicly. I've said it to you privately before. I'm such a fan of what you guys are doing. I have shared your podcast all the time with people. Um, I remember when I found it, some of the first ones I listened to was where the gospel meets pornography, where the gospel meets poverty. You did one, like, I can't believe how interesting it was where the gospel meets student loans. I mean, you guys are just really tackling current culture events and saying, how do we integrate the gospel into these? So love what you guys are doing. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Our producer, her name is Rachel Zabo. She does incredible work. She writes the, you know, 95% of our episode content that it comes from Rachel. She does great work. And then our media assistant, Anna Tran, mixes it. Our episode that's uh, recently come out is where the gospel meets geek culture. Anna just took it to like the next level with her editing. It's got like all of these like fun, like, you know, Super Mario references and like sci-fi movies. And it's just a really fun episode. I love it. What is a where the gospel meets fill in the blank that you're dreaming about doing? We always like have things coming down the pipeline. I'll tell you the one that we're always wanted to touch, but as soon as I say it out loud, you'll understand why we haven't touched okay. it, which is where the gospel meets CRT, because it's just such a divisive issue. And, you know, there's that old saying, we're saying the same words, but we're using different dictionaries. And I feel like critical race theory is, is one of those things where incredibly polarizing. And so that's one that eventually I think I want to tackle, but man, I really want to handle it with wisdom because everyone seems to want to look for something to bludgeon somebody else with. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a tool to be used in that battle. Well, I appreciate the diligence that you guys are putting into that because I mean, I'm sitting here and like, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole, but you guys go ahead and do it. And then I'll send out your stuff and I'll be like, listen to what Jesse said, everybody and Rachel. But I think it's important. One that I recently sent a friend was, did you do where the gospel meets? Would it be transgender? Was that a particular episode? We did gender dysphoria. It was gender dysphoria. Yes. And I sent that to a friend who was walking through some stuff with a child and she was so grateful for it. And I think that's what's been so valuable to me about your podcast is I feel educated for sure, but I also feel this like gospel sense of how do we as Christ followers, how do we engage a culture instead of running from it, instead of hiding from it, instead of shaming it, instead of like using it as a tool to beat it up, but how do we actually engage with something that may not feel okay to us? Gender dysphoria was a topic that I'm like, I've never even thought very much about this and you guys handled it so well. So love what you guys are doing. Well, thank you. Thank you. And it is, it's tough. You know, in a lot of ways, I feel like we're not the experts. What we do is we go out and we find these people that are living faithfully and we just tell their stories and we try to do it as honestly as we can. Mm -hmm. And also we try to be honest about, you know, there are times where we share stories and we're like, I'm not sure that I'm there. Like, I'm not sure that that's where I land in my convictions, but we're just trying to figure out like, what in the world does it mean to follow Jesus faithfully in this bananas culture that we're all trying to live in? Yeah. Well, thank you for what you guys are doing. You said you also have a podcast that goes into the Enneagram. Yeah. And if anyone's been listening to the happy hour, they have heard me randomly mention the Enneagram. We'll talk about, you know, what is your Enneagram number? People might ask on the show. We've had Suzanne Stabile on the show. We've had Beth McCord on the show. So we've talked about the Enneagram here and I have grown to love the Enneagram as a tool. It's been so helpful for me. In fact, funny story, Beth McCord, her name is your Enneagram coach. And she recently has been putting stuff on Instagram about how to listen to someone at whatever number they are. (laughs) Listen, Aaron and I recently got in like a, I wouldn't call it a disagreement. It was just kind of this like moment where we were both kind of frustrated with each other. You know what I mean? Like Uh uh we were not hearing each other over Mm -hmm. dinner. Okay. So we Mm -hmm. kind of have this thing. We're like, we both apologize for whatever we think we might've done. (laughs) Then literally two days later, Beth posts. And one of the things I'm going to have to read it to you because it'll just make this make much more sense. It's in a text message to Aaron. So I can easily find it right here. It says... Remain a steady and calm presence as they share their thoughts, demonstrating your loyalty. 
listen to them first, then genuinely reassure them before giving your honest feedback. And I sent it to Aaron and he said, so is this what I should have done the other night? And I was like, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my staff and I literally met yesterday. We just put out a free resource called Your Enneagram Cheat Sheet. And it's basically a thing where people can request exactly what you need from the people in your life. And so we're going through it. And literally, same thing. It was like, okay, so next time something goes down, just get this thing out. You don't have to guess. Literally just do what's on the sheet and everything's going to be good. So this cheat sheet, I can look at it and my husband's a three. It can tell me what he needs. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like he'll literally go down and check the boxes and you'll be like, okay, I know exactly what he's requesting. But here's the thing. You'll also be able to respond to him and say the same thing. Like, Uh Aaron, I need this from you as a three. And then you'll switch. Then it'll be you as a six. And then he'll give, he'll respond to you as a six. And so if you go to our website and sign up on our mailing list, it's a free giveaway. Okay, done and done. What are your thoughts on figuring out what our kids are? I say it this way. I think that it's very obvious. Anybody who is a parent, kids have particular more of particular ingredients than other types. So if you think of types as ingredients that are all coming together to make a personality, I'm always reluctant to say what a child's core type is, but I do think it's wise to go, okay, this kid has a lot of six. So this kid has a lot of seven or this kid. Mm -hmm. And then, so let's speak to that and respond to that, but let's be reluctant to put a label on them because the truth is like, you know, our prefrontal cortex ain't even done cooking. Like right. we got to get there first. And so right. adolescence is still a very formative time of year. So let's let them get through that before we slap a label on them. I love it so much. We think we would guess what three of our kids are, but we won't tell them. And they think that's really weird. But I'm like, nope, because I'm, I'm not yeah. going to label you. But I was out with one of my kids to dinner and I asked them, tell me how you're feeling about this. And they were like, I don't ever want to talk about my feelings, mom. And, I'm, <laughs> and I said to myself, this is affirming everything I already uh-huh. thought about you you right yep. here. That's little, right. Yep. 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 So it's interesting. You know, it's funny. We talk about, you know, not typing our kids. And one of the things that you talk about, you have a, a workbook that you release mapping your Enneagram story, tracing the story of your life to find God's fingerprints. And I said before, I think the Enneagram has been so helpful for me as a person in my relationships and even understanding why do I think and do some of the things that I do? Because we're both people of faith, we take that further and we apply the gospel to it, which is beautiful, especially what Beth McCord does as well. And when we think about our kids, not only is their frontal cortex not formed, they have so much story too that is being formed in the midst of them right now. And one of the things that you talk about is that knowing your Enneagram number is one thing, but taking that a step further and putting parts of your story onto it help you with clarity. What do you mean when you say that? Okay, think about like your favorite movie or your favorite book, every character in that story has a backstory. There's something that drives them. It it gives them their desire. It sets their objectives. It's why they react to the plot and what's happening. We're the same way. Like Mm -hmm. that's us as people, like we have lived a story and that story informs who we are. It informs what we avoid. It informs what we desire. And so our backstory drives us. So the problem, a lot of times when we approach the Enneagram is we use it purely at a diagnostic level. Like we Mm -hmm. go, here's the truth of where I am today without being curious about like, where is this coming from? Mm. What is unhealed in my story or what took place in the past that has compelled me to see and to perceive and to react in the particular ways that I do? And so, so yeah, so I always say, if you only know your Enneagram, you only have half the picture. If you want clarity, it's Enneagram plus life story equals clarity. 
Is that what led you to do this workbook that you created is to help people do that mapping your Enneagram story? Yeah. So the workbook is broken up into three parts. And the first part is identifying the top 20 turning points of your life before you turn 25. What are the biggest things that took place in your life? So like, what are the most positive experiences? What are the most negative experiences? And what's the emotions associated with each of those experiences? So what we do is that as we look at this is hard work, Jesse, I'm already feeling that this is hard. Here's what's funny though, is like, so when I've done this, I'll do this, you know, I've done this before myself and like, it takes me a while. Like my sixth wife, I don't know if y'all just ruminate on stuff. (laughs) Like she like knocked this thing out in like three or four hours. And I was like, man, you just hold on to that trauma. Like I like, I I remember that like it was yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. I like buried that stuff. And so if you sit down and you begin to map this out, then what happens is when you get to the point where you're looking at your specific Enneagram type and traits and childhood themes and what is your beset sin? What is the virtue you're you know, trying to grow towards? All these things. It's like the lights couldn't be more clear. It's like, well, yeah, like this is why I am the way that I am. Wow. It has been, like I said, so helpful within my marriage as well. And anytime I talk about the Enneagram, there's going to be someone who comes on and is like, the Enneagram is from the devil. What are you doing? And I don't really buy into that, but I do love the way that you incorporate Jesus into your teaching because I do think that the Enneagram is helpful outside of the gospel. Like I actually do think that, you know, just with personality and things like that. What is it that makes it different for people who are coming at it from a gospel centered view? And we're like, okay, but let's talk about Jesus and the Enneagram. What does that change for us? Other than like, it is one thing, like you said, to know your personality, kind of go through your story, but then where do you see Jesus entering into that? Here's, I think, let me back up from that question into, into this bigger issue. And I think this the bigger issue is that so often we think of God's love as like a generic t-shirt that's like one size fits all. Right. And we think of it in this like very nebulous, undefined, like he's just sort of loves everybody. The truth, that is true. He does love everybody, but he loves each person listening to this podcast right now, he loves each of you with a ferocity and with a passion and with a specificity Mm. that is unlike anybody else that's listening. It's a love for you. And I think that when we begin to consider that, then we also have to go, well, how does Jesus connect to my wounds? Mm. The specific ways that I've been hurt and the burdens I carry and the ways in which life has disappointed me, does he just relate to me in a broad generic way or does he listen? Does he relate to me in a more personal way? And so the Enneagram begins to give us language for self-clarity that then allows us to go, hold on, if this is true about me, then that means that Jesus is loving me specifically mm. in a particular way. That literally makes me want to cry as I sit here and think about that, because you're right. We we know that God loves us and we know all these things. But when I think about what are my particular wounds, hurts, where am I prone to go in difficult situations that God is saying, I love you right there in that moment when you are prone to anxiety or fear or That's right. imagining the worst case. Yeah. And that feels super special. Mm-hmm. You know, That's it right. makes me feel super loved. Yeah. It should feel very personal because it is yeah. very personal. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So this idea of Jesus meeting us in the midst of those, I know you're working on a bigger project for this, that we have to wait forever for it to come out, but that's okay. 2023 seems like forever away, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, I'm in the middle of writing a book for Zondervan that comes out in 23. And yeah, it feels forever away because I'm still writing it. As you (laughs) well know, that's no small feat. But are you tackling this idea of where Jesus meets us in our Enneagram? 
Yeah, the whole point of this particular book is going to take the personality of each of us and drive us straight into the heart of Jesus. And so in what ways does Jesus empathize with our wounds? Mm. In what ways does Jesus affirm us? But also in what ways does Jesus confront us and show us the right and better way? Mm. And ultimately, if I could boil that down, it would be this. Empathy plus authority equals trust. The ultimate goal of the book that I'm working on is why and how can we truly and fully trust Jesus with the totality of who we are? Because of his empathy towards us and because of his authority over us, we can trust him. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be really kind of light bulb moment for some people who are really, truly struggling that God is for them or that God cares about them or that God sees them. When you take that aspect and go, here are some ways that Jesus actually related to what you're fearing. And so can we walk through mine real quick? Yeah. My show, we can do whatever I want, right? That's right. I forget. What number are you, Jesse? Yeah, I'm a four wing three. Okay. Aaron is a three wing four. Yeah. What is your wife's wing? Six wing seven. With same people. We're the same person. Yep. So real quick, before we get into this, if anyone is like, I don't even know, I've never heard this word Enneagram before. You guys, can they just search, tell us the name of the podcast? Yeah. So look up the Enneacast. That's E-N-N-E-A cast. And if you start at episode one by episode 11, you will have all the basics. So if you're like, I don't want to read a bunch of books, just listen to the show. You will get to an episode where you go, oh my gosh, they're crawling around in my psyche. I'm not that wise. It's not me. I'm just delivering information. Yeah. I have been on your podcast before talking about this and another podcast as well, talking specifically, well, two other podcasts talking specifically about life as an Enneagram six. And I will get messages all the time of, I have never felt more seen than I was when I heard you talking. And so Mm -hmm. it is this weird feeling that all of a sudden you're like, this is my life and it's Mm -hmm. a good way to relate. Okay. So let's look at the Enneagram six. Okay. And so basically in your workbook you go through, which this is so beautiful when you think about empathy from Jesus plus the authority that he has gives us the reason that we can trust him with our lives. So you take me through Enneagram six. Okay. Let's start with this. So when the six encounters Jesus, what they uncover and what they find is they find the true loyalist. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is absolutely faithful. He embodies the covenant of God. And so as the loyalist encounters Jesus, they find fidelity. He is faithful. He is obedient and he is fully trusting. So then the question is, I've encountered this Jesus that embodies all these traits that I really value, but does he understand me? Does he understand what I've been through? And so how does Jesus empathize with you? Jesus's life from birth to death was marked by danger, threats, and unpredictability. And isn't that what my life is marked with every day? Right, right. So Jamie, that means when you pray, Mm. that is who you pray to. Mm. You don't pray to the God that goes, Jamie, get over it. Mm -hmm. You're praying to the God who empathizes with you and goes, yes, I know what it's like to be threatened and to know that there's danger around every corner. So then after Jesus empathizes with you, he also goes on to affirm you. And so just like the six, Jesus believed that faithfulness is good and he was obedient to the law of God. So he looks at the six and he goes, faithfulness, yes. Obedience to the Lord, yes, Mm -hmm. I'm about that. Yeah. But then here's the catch. He doesn't just stop at affirmation because he also confronts you. He also challenges you. And so Jesus also goes on to confront you by saying, or rather telling you that he told people not to fear, but to trust. Mm. So he says, 
you can't use your excuses of just being scared to not trust me. So he shows you a better way. So Mm. what happens is that the six looks to Jesus and they find somebody who empathizes with them, somebody who displays perfectly the more true expression of the loyalist. And then he calls you, follow me as my disciple. Let me show you the the true way to live. Mm. I love this so much because it feels so personal. Like I keep saying that it feels so very personal, but it also feels when you look at it through this way and you understand yourself of like some of my needs are faithfulness and obedience and loyalty. Like that's how I thrive in that. And I need that from people. And then to think I get that from the person who can give me the best of that. Like even as my husband, as loyal as he is to me, he is not the most loyal to me. Like Jesus embodies that to me. Yeah. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, 
Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, I want to do... Do you care if we do three? Because I want to learn about Aaron real quick. Yeah. Okay, do three. Okay. So the three, when they encounter Jesus, what who they encounter is they actually encounter the true achiever. So Jesus is the one that will complete what he has begun. And so they see in Jesus ambition, they see energy, they see vision. So all of these characteristics that just like the three resonates with, they look at Jesus and they're like, no, he's a boss. Like That's Jesus right. just, just embodies these things. Yeah. Yeah. But they also find that Jesus turns to them and empathizes with them because Jesus failed to fulfill the crowd's demands to be a successful leader. Mm. Jesus was disappointing to the people around him. And that's what a three would hate. Yeah. The, you know, the three looks and goes, oh my gosh, I love all this adoration. And then all of a sudden everybody takes their adoration back and they just go like, ah, you're forgettable. Jesus, Jesus totally knows that pain yeah. to be adored by the people. And then suddenly to have mm. the people go, who's this kid from Nazareth? Well, whatever. Or to go, I don't even like him, Mm. but to lose all that adoration. So then after empathizing, Jesus then goes on to affirm the true self of the three by telling them achieving is good. Luke 4 tells us that today the scripture has been fulfilled. Mm. So Jesus finishes what he starts. So threes, he's telling you, yes, it's good. Keep going for it. But he also confronts you because Jesus also allowed himself to be defeated on the cross for us. Jesus gave up being adored by the crowds for the sake of something better and truer. And that better and truer was to love you and to love the people around you more faithfully than the crowds could ever allow him to. Mm. So the the question is like, how did he do that? Like, so the three is always tempted to give in to deceit. That's their Mm -hmm. besetting sin. And the truth is that Jesus believed the father. The father said, I love you for yourself. Mm. And so in turn, Jesus says to the three, I love you for who you are, not your performance. Wow. You know, what's funny is last weekend, Aaron and I, for the first time, I think ever, we've done some video stuff together, but the first time we were on a stage together teaching, okay, like co-teaching the two of us. And both of us do this in our own lives separately, but this was Mm -hmm. like a new thing for us. And so, of course, me, I was nervous. I was anxious way more than I normally would be because I thought I'm used to doing this alone, but now I have someone else. And I'm telling Aaron, like, I'm worried. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. And I said, are you? And he goes, no, not at all. And I'm like, you don't live like this. He goes, no, I'll never, I won't even think about this until I get on the stage. And I'm like this, I think I'm going to fail. You think you're going to be the best thing they've ever seen in their entire life. And I thought, Uh what a funny thing about two people sitting on the stage together. I get off the stage and immediately think everyone hates me. That was the worst thing ever. Aaron Ivey's like, I am amazing. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) And I'm like, isn't that so funny? And to think, I mean, to go back with what you're talking about, to think that this really are, whether we're using threes and six, for example, but everyone's different personality would feel different things in that moment. Right. And to think that we have a God who serves us so intimately and personally that he would meet us in those moments. It really is so comforting. I love the work you've done here by putting this down paper, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've enjoyed putting this work together because, you know, really it's, there's so much Enneagram content out mm-hmm. there now, mm-hmm. but I do think the fundamental thing for me is like at the end of the day, and I, I would say this to anybody listening right now, like if you get to the end of this and you're just like, I just think the Enneagram is just okay. 
dude, that's fine with me. I'm totally cool with that. But if you're like, I just think Jesus is okay. That would make me sad. Like, right. I want you to, to know mm. the beauty of who Jesus is. Yeah. And if the Enneagram can assist in that, then that's awesome. That's what I think as well. I think that's a great way to put it. Where can people get this workbook that I am such a fan of? Well, you can get the workbook in addition to some other cool Enneagram materials and just learn more about our organization at lovethyneighborhood.org. And all of us will print out everything and put it under our little 18-year-old kids' beds and pray that they want to go serve with you guys because wouldn't that be amazing? We'll take them. (laughs) I would love that. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Jesse, I would love to uh, end this like I always do with asking you what you're reading and what you're loving. Okay, so two things come to mind right now. I just finished John Mark Comer's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Oh, I thought you were going to say his other book. Well, it's oh, no, not, I know by he's the got time the we're recording one. this, it just literally came out today that we're recording this. Okay, carry on, sorry. Yeah, so I just did my first sabbatical as the leader of Love That Neighborhood, just to my first one. And the big book I read was The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And it was just, mm. it just changed my life. Like there are just sometimes you you read a lot of books and you go, there's a lot of good books. Every now and then you come across one that was re- literally like, I needed mm, this book. And, mm-hmm. and John Mark Comer's book was that for me. The other thing that over the last few months that has been really impactful for me is the Bema podcast, the Bema Discipleship podcast. Oh, tell me and more. So, I love podcasts. Yeah. So Marty Solomon is the host and Marty's point is how do we read the scriptures from a Jewish perspective? And okay. he is a Christian, but he wants us to understand that if we come with 21st century Western Christian eyes, we're just going to miss a lot of stuff. And so in particular, I really appreciated his season three opener about the five subgroups of Jewish life and how Jesus was responding to each of those. It has transformed the way that I I read the gospels. There's so much drama behind the scenes in the gospels that was lost on me before. So now when I read it, I'm going, whoa, there's a lot cooking in these pages that I did not see. Okay. Spell it. Bema, B-E-M-A, the Bema Discipleship Podcast. As a disclaimer, I don't agree with Marty on everything. So if you hear something and you're like, that Marty, he's a whatever, you know, you want to say conservative or liberal, whatever your thing is. Uh I just want to (laughs) say, I don't agree with everything, but his stuff is baller. Yeah. We do that now. Every month I put up a blog post with all the books I read that month and we have that little disclaimer at the bottom because I just am like, I don't need to hear from anyone. Uh-huh. Jesse, I am almost done with one of the most profound books I've read all year and it's called Prayer in the Night by Tish Harrison Warren. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, it is. It has been literally like almost like 
bomb to my soul. I mean, it's been so, so good. I highly recommend it for you and your team to be read. Why has it affected you so much? What's it meant to you? It has meant a lot. Okay. So it's a lot about like emotions. And I know you even talk about this in your work, but can, you know, some people are kind of scared about emotions, but it's a lot about emotions, but it's also about this like idea of these liturgical prayers that get us through hard seasons. And I have, she's an Anglican priest that wrote it. And she talks about some of the frustrating aspects of daily life and then makes them into the sacred moment. So she's blending like theological things and liturgical prayers are in here. And it's been so beautiful to read. I've loved it so much. So oh, that's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. We do a lot of curriculum for our young adults in our program and her name has come up several times. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There's another time. I know. I think I might like to have her on the happy hour. Jesse, thank you so much. It has been my pleasure. It has been a joy chatting with you and I cannot wait to see the work that you're putting right now come out into book format and keep going. It's a lot of hard work. You got this. And seriously, guys, if you're thinking, I would like to know more about the Enneagram, especially from a very gospel-centered view, check out Mapping Your Enneagram Story and you can find that all at lovethyneighborhood.org. Lovethyneighborhood.org is where you can find it. I didn't know if it was com or org. We'll get it right. You can find all that at lovethyneighborhood.org. Jesse, thank you. Thanks, Jamie. All right. I hope you loved it. Do you remember when he said, because of Jesus's empathy and his authority, we can trust him. That is still stuck with me to this day. You guys, if you want to get the book that we talked about a lot in this conversation, Mapping Your Enneagram Story, you can go to lovethyneighborhood.org and they have a store there where you can find this book. They also have a tab there for you to find their podcast for the program if you're interested in the gap year or the program they have, the year-long internship if you're interested in that. All the information is there at lovethyneighborhood.org. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh, and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes do you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing? Well, come over and find us there and you can. JamieIvy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.